with a fairly big subject, okay? Uh, faith, hope, and love, any one of those are big subjects, and we could speak for months and months just on the subject of faith and have on the subject of hope or the subject of love, but we're zeroing in on all three of them as a dynamic and interactive system with the idea of restoring precision to these things. And so from uh, 1 Corinthians 13 and 13, now abide faith, hope, love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. And this word abide means remain, but it means so much more. Abide speaks to the relation in which one thing stands to another. So faith, hope, and love abiding means they go together, they stand together, they work together, and they produce results together in our lives. And so warm feelings and positive thoughts and well wishes will not produce, produce the supernatural works of God in your life. And one of the points that we made last week is doing a little bit of review. And obviously these are the world's ideas of what faith and hope and love are. Um, just a positive thought, a well wish, or you know, some warm feelings. You know, uh, Think about me tomorrow, I'm having surgery. Amen, I understand that, and we want people to think about us, but I'd rather you pray and believe with me. Amen. <laughs> you, you see, it's the, uh, and I think maybe some of that is people just not being bold enough to say, hey, uh, me, and, me and my family, we've prayed and agreed, and I want you to agree with me, amen, that this is the outcome, and this is what we've already declared in from the beginning. You know. um, so these things tend to... Uh, degrade over time as they're infiltrated by the world's viewpoints of what love is and what faith is and what hope is. And so there's a need for um, a restoration of precision where these are concerned. And then last week we said the quality of your foundation will determine whether you stand strong or waver. The quality of your foundation will determine whether you stand strong or waver. In, in my heart and mind, I picture faith, hope, and love as three pillars um, that, that provide a foundation. Three pillars that provide the foundation for the life that God created us to live. And if that foundation is not stable and well-established in us, then it will be very difficult for us to stand strong on that. Now, a couple of things that I was just thinking about that really didn't make it into my notes but, but are related. Um, have, have you ever uh, uh, heard someone say, well, you know, I'm just standing on the Word. Just standing on the Word, Pastor Mark. Okay, well, man, that's, that's good, but there's, the Bible's got a lot to say. I mean, it, it's like which, which verse or verses, which promise or promises in the Word of God are you standing on? Um, but it, that kind of goes back to this whole vague, random ideas of what faith, hope, and love are. And so we throw these things out. I'm standing on the Word. Okay. Well, we got to be more specific than that because we're talking about precision. We're talking about accuracy. We're talking about um, 
being specific uh, about the things that um, we're standing on and that we're believing uh, from God's Word. Another thought that I had as well that's related to this that didn't make it into my notes, but I feel like just a good way to build on what we're talking about tonight. Do you remember, maybe more so when we were younger, children or what have you, but you remember like maybe somebody on the playground or maybe your brother or sister, um, you've got to come home. What's, what's going to be the next words out of your mouth? Who said I've got to come home? You, you're out, you've got to go sit down. Who said you know, if it was the other guy on the other team that wanted me to be out at first base, that's one thing. If the coach said I was out, that's right. Dad said, ooh, I'm on my way home, right, you know. So who said is, is just a simple way of saying according to whom? According to what? And we see that, you know, anybody can say anything. But what... What support is under it? What foundation is under it? What, what basis gives that credibility, viability? Uh, what, what makes that something uh, worthy of our time and effort? So the quality of your foundation will determine whether you stand strong or waver. Jesus, we looked at this last week. We won't turn back to it. But Jesus taught us this truth in Luke 6. When he said, the one who hears his sayings and does them will be like a man who dug deep and built his life on a firm foundation. And we talked about the topsoil and where that comes from last week, but these are, these are things that accumulate over time. And so for you and me, listening to what Jesus said and doing what he said, doing it exactly the way he said do it, this is how we cut through all of these traditions and philosophies, things that sound good but produce no results. We talked about out of Colossians 2. Those are the things that we've got to dig through, or we could say it another way. Those are the things that we've got to unlearn, things that we've learned about faith that the Bible doesn't support, things that we've learned about hope that have more to do with the world's version of hope than, than Bible hope, God hope, uh, this uh, inner working system of faith hope and love. So remember he said uh, according to those things and not according to Christ. So we've got to dig through all the things that are not according to Jesus. Amen. We've got to dig through all the, are you with me tonight? Amen. We've got to dig through all those things that are not according to Christ. How do we do that? By listening to him and doing what he says. That's how we get to that uh, firm foundation that uh, will not waver. You see, a lot of folks are trying to stand strong in faith, but they're on a wobbly foundation, and because the foundation isn't sturdy and, and, and well-established, uh, it makes it impossible for them to, to not waver when it comes to their faith, okay? Now, <clears throat> I really did a lot of thinking, matter of fact, more than once after the service last Wednesday, Pam's, you know, you awake over there? You, you sure are quiet, you know, and it, it, I mean, she's learned by now that I'm just really in deep thought about the message and how I could have said it better, how I could have delivered it better, or did I have the right, I mean, I'm not, I'm not being critical, don't misunderstand me, but, I, you know, I'm very serious about 
saying what, what Father God would have me say when I have the opportunity and privilege to be, be in front of you. And one of the things that <clears throat> uh, I changed a little bit of the wording uh, of these things, but after listening to the sermon again myself and then spending a good bit of time, <laughs> several hours, uh, with it, I'm, I am 100% convinced we're on the right track. It's just a lot for us to wrap our hearts and minds around. And my, my intentions were to just kind of take it one piece at a time. But I think before we can really take it one piece at a time, we, we need to see a, a bigger picture of, of what I was trying to present to you or what I did present to you on, um, on last Wednesday. So I want us to go back through that again. And, and I'm going to probably spend a little time in the middle on this because that may be the part where we're most familiar with. Uh, but again, we're talking about layering things and one thing being stacked upon another and if something isn't right three layers down anything you try to build or or establish on top of that is is going to be shaky okay and so that's kind of the imagery that um you, you know i want to the holy spirit to help you envision in your heart and in your mind okay so without trying to go through explanation okay the first time through i want to present these things from top to bottom okay so once again from top to bottom and instead of doing them one at a time i'm going to do them three at a time all right so uh experiencing and enjoying the received promise is supported and sustained by endurance now last week we said is based upon endurance. And that would be accurate as well. It would also be accurate to use the Bible phrase according to. It's according to endurance. Now, if we just look at that first one by itself, we think, well, okay, well, we, need, we need endurance. No, no, see, there's other things that are involved here. It's kind of like when folks first start catching on to the power of words, you know, they just start speaking to everything and then get frustrated when it all didn't change in 20 minutes. I, ain't, I tried all that, ain't nothing to that. I tried that tithing stuff, there ain't nothing to all Again, there is absolutely something to all that, but uh, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Just just parenting something, you know, like a, like a Polly wants a cracker, you know, that you've heard somebody else say, um, remember the remember the seven sons of Sceva? I adjure you in the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches. And those, that demon in that man looked at him and said, listen, I know who Paul is and I know who Jesus is, but I have no idea who you are. And they just, just beat the fool out of them boys. I mean, you know what I'm saying? That, that demon beat the fool out of them seven boys. So, in other words, were they, is there power in the name of Jesus to cast out devils? Absolutely. But they were trying to start way up here without any to support or sustain no faith no understanding of, of all that okay so experiencing and enjoying the received promise is supported and sustained by endurance endurance and the bible has a lot to say about endurance depending on which translation is your favorite um, you it may read patience instead of endurance but the greek root word is 
Hupomene, H-U-P-O-M-E-N-E, I think. I didn't say that right, but anyway, I, I said it right, but I didn't spell it right. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just hold that thought for just a minute, and let me pull up a verse out of Hebrews 6 for you. I want to put it on the screen, okay? Hebrews 6. And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end. So diligence is talking about endurance. Full assurance is talking about faith. And of course, hope uh, to the end that you do not become sluggish. Sluggish is um, you've gone from being intense, engaged, to backing off. And again, next step from sluggish is quit altogether, okay? Do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience, same word endurance, who through faith and endurance inherit the promises. Okay. Now, he goes on to talk about when Abraham, when God made a promise to Abraham because he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself saying, surely blessing I'll bless you, multiplying I'll multiply you. Uh, and so after he had patiently endured, are you seeing this? He obtained the promise. He goes on, we'll come back to this, um, talking about hope and where our, our anchor, the hope is, well, let's just keep reading it. For men indeed swear by greater, and an oath for confirmation for them, an end of all dispute. Thus God determining to show more abundantly to the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath. Right Now, in, in these layers that I'm trying to show you, we're, we're eventually going to get to God's word, because faith is supported and sustained by God's word. And so you'll see the mention of that here in these verses. My, my intentions were to work through the list and then come to this, but I felt during worship even, I felt like we needed to get this uh, in your hearts and minds before we really start working uh, on the rest of these. So um, he confirmed it by an oath that by two immutable things in which it's impossible for God to lie that we might have strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us. This hope we have is an anchor for the soul, both sure and steadfast, in which enters the presence behind the veil, where the forerunner has entered for us, even Jesus, having become the high priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. So notice, you've, you've, this one is basically tracing, inheriting the promise through faith and patience, through faith and endurance. To inherit the promise... To inherit doesn't mean what a lot of people think it means in our culture. To inherit the promise means to, to hold what is already yours in your physical possession. To inherit is to, to possess physically what belongs to you. We know that all things pertaining to life and godliness, have been given to you already, okay? And so you have to understand spirit, soul, and body, three-dimensional thinking, to understand how you could be given something that you don't yet possess, okay? But there's lots of these that we will look at. One, for example, is in Hebrews 10, the Bible says that you have been perfected forever, but then in James 1... He says, let endurance do its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. So 
at the spirit level of your existence where all those new birth realities are, you're, you're perf- you've been perfected forever. But in order for those new birth realities to become outward expressions of life, faith, hope, and love, right, it's going gonna, it's gonna to require some endurance on our part. So I, I, I wanted to jump to this. There's a lot of teaching we're going to do in the days ahead on this. But I'm trying to get you to see here that you physically possess the promise through faith and endurance. It was true of Abraham as our example, and it's true for you and for me. I wish I could tell you that endurance wasn't important or necessary in all of this, but it absolutely is. It's not, it's, endurance is not, is not a requirement to uh, receive the gift. It's a requirement for you to manifest the gift in your uh, outward life reality. Amen? Okay. So let's, let's go back because the first one is where I think some folks get uh, potentially uh, stuck is experiencing and enjoying the received promise. It's worded that way because we've already received the promise. By His stripes you were healed. You say, well, God promises healing. And we hear that and we think one day, no, by His stripes you were healed. So experiencing and enjoying the received promise is supported and sustained by endurance, based upon endurance. You'll never get there without endurance. Jesus taught us this in his most important parable, right? Those who heard the word and didn't understand it, it was stolen from them. Those who heard the word, received it gladly, sprang up quickly, but it produced no fruit in their lives because they had not become established. They had not put down any roots. It takes some time, it takes some endurance to put down some roots. The roots are necessary to sustain the fruit. A tree with no roots, you put one apple on one side of it, it's going to tump over. You've got to put down the roots so that you can, are you with me, support the fruit. So let's talk for a minute then about these words supported and sustained. Not trying to get too um, spread out here on you. But to support means to bear the weight of, to provide a basis or foundation for. And sustain is closely related. As a matter of fact, some of the definitions overlap. You can find definitions for support that include the word sustain, and you can find definitions for sustain that include the word support. And, you know, I thought, well, Lord, you know, I really felt like he gave me these two words, and I'm like, am I, am I being re- repetitive or, or, you know, redundant and and I don't really think that I am because there is a, a slight variation and it's it's the combination of these these two things supporting and sustaining so, so to support to bear the weight of to provide a basis or foundation for sustain means to supply what is needed to continue come on now to supply what is needed to continue to cause to continue without giving way or yielding Without giving way or yielding. Peter walked on water. I don't know how many steps, but, but, but if it was one, it was more than more steps than I've taken so far. Okay. But we see that he got his eyes off of Jesus. He got his eyes on the winds and the waves, the wind and the waves, and, and he began to sink. And Jesus called him, got back to the boat. He said, why, do you, why did you doubt? Why did you doubt? So he's clearly saying 
that as, as long as he was walking on the water, it was because of faith. And when he began to sink, it was because of doubt. Why did you doubt, O ye of little faith? And I've explained this before, that Greek word translated little could have just as easily, and I think should have been translated brief. O ye of brief faith. He was in faith when he walked on the water. But you can, it's, it's such a beautiful uh, account for us in Scripture because it literally shows us in real time faith and then doubt entering in and the thing, the result that was being produced by faith uh, giving way and him beginning to sink. So when we talk about something being sustained, there are a lot of things in life that, that we try to do to bring changes to our life that, that can't be sustained. One of the things that I really emphasize in, in the people that I serve who are coming out of, out of an addictive lifestyle is that you can't sustain forever a life focused on not doing. We weren't, we weren't designed for not doing. We were designed for doing. We were designed to be, to be fruitful and, and to be productive. And, you know, no one comes home from work and somebody in their family says, what did you not do at work today, hon? See, we, our minds don't work that way. We don't, we don't think that way. And so trying to live the rest of your life focused on not doing something you want to do, that can't be sustained. Eventually, you know, you're going to lose your grip. So when we talk about sustaining, we're talking about supplying what is needed to continue, to cause to continue without giving way or yielding. Now we already see from Peter that you can be in faith, but it not be sustained. That whatever his faith needed to continue without giving way or yielding wasn't there, and so he did not sustain. I believe Jesus wanted him to walk all the way back to land with him. I, I mean, we have no indication. The Bible's clear about it, that Jesus wasn't walking to get in the boat. The Bible says he would have passed them by, but they cried out to him. So when Jesus said, why did you doubt? Again, we see real... So there was something... Obviously, he took his eyes off the Word, the Word made flesh, and his, it got his eyes and his attention and his focus back on the circumstances and the situations, how things looked, how things felt, how things seemed. And doubt entered in, and then the doubt caused him to sink. So we're talking about... We could say based upon experiencing and enjoying the received promises supported and sustained by endurance... Um, it's based upon endurance, but we're talking about what will bear the weight of inheriting the promise. What will sustain it? What will sustain it? Matt said something to me years ago, and it's, it's painful even for me to repeat, but I think it needs to be repeated because we need to hear it. He looked at me, tears in his eyes. He took no, this wasn't something he was gloating over, tears in his eyes. He said, we've seen a lot of people almost make it. And he's right. I've seen a lot of people almost make it. I don't, I believe they'll be in heaven, right? But they're not experiencing and enjoying the life that God created and intended for them to live. I've seen a lot of people almost make it. The world has a saying for that. It's called a flash in the pan, right? Jesus said, they spring up quickly, but he's so excited, you know, just can't get enough. And then, you know, three days later, where'd they go? 
It's because to put down the roots, it requires some endurance, something to sustain it. Amen? All right. So I just want to give you a little idea, and we may reference back. As a matter of fact, I may interject some of the definitions instead of the words because I want you to get a, a good feel for this. All right. So experiencing, enjoying, receive promises, supported and sustained by endurance. That one may not register with you quite as it should yet, but just hang, stay tuned, okay? Endurance is supported and sustained by joyful and confident expectation, also known as hope. The Bible says something, and, and to me it's, you know, it says that we do not sorrow as those who have no hope. He's talking about the difference hope makes when someone close to us uh, passes over to the next life versus someone who doesn't have that hope and how much harder that grief uh, lands upon them. So we talk about the need for endurance, but it's much more enjoyable to endure with joyful and confident expectation, right? I remember as a kid enduring Christmas Eve. I, there's, so we think of endurance as like, you know, grinding it out and all that stuff. No, that's not, that's not what we mean. In, when you say endure Christmas Eve, what do you mean? I was like, is it ever going to get dark so we can go to bed and wake up and, you know, get what mom and dad got us for Christmas? You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's just laying there. It's like, is, will I ever go to sleep? Somebody knocked me out, so I go to sleep, you know. It's, you know um, but notice, it, it was an expectation of a new bicycle or whatever it was that that we were going to receive that next day. So when we talk about uh, endurance, uh, what supports it? What sustains it? A joyful and confident expectation. See, if you if you don't have the God kind of hope in your life, it's it's not going to. You don't have anything in place to support or sustain the kind of endurance that it takes to inherit the promise. That, that's as simple as I know how to say it, okay? So it's like, all right, well then, let me go get the hope and then I'll come back to the endurance. Well, let's keep going here. Joyful and confident expectation, also known as hope, is supported and sustained by faith. We have hope because we have faith. We have endurance because we have hope. You see how these things are, are layered and, and um, if, if there's no genuine faith, then there's nothing to bear the weight of the hope that you need. Oh, I want you to see this. So, Holy Spirit, thank you for helping us. All right, I'm going amen. So, joyful and confident expectation is supported and sustained by faith. I don't know if I have time to get to it tonight, but let me go ahead and tell you. Remember that verse in the King James, New King James Version, it's, it says that Abraham hoped against hope. What he's talking about there is that he had a confident, joyful expectation of being a father apart from any human logic or reasoning. There was no 
absolutely nothing in the physical realm that would give him one scintilla of hope. Zero hope based upon human logic or reasoning, and yet he had hope, overflowing hope, because of faith. The faith that he had supported the hope that he needed to endure walking past the mirror after he got out of the shower every morning and the devil telling him in his ear, you ain't ever going to have a kid. You're seeing this now, right? Okay, so faith is supported and sustained by God's Word. Faith by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Faith by hearing, not just faith by having heard. We have heard a lot of good things, but he didn't say faith comes by having heard. Faith comes by hearing. It's, it's a constant supply of the Word of God that supports and sustains our faith. Our, in other words, back to who said. Who said you're healed? God said you're healed. Amen. All right, let me... I want to preach, but I need to teach. Now... God's Word is supported and sustained by God's thoughts, God's desires, and God's actions. I've got some slides on this further down, but let me, this is another one that I feel like we just need to get on the table right now, okay? When we say sustained by God's thoughts, If you want to know what God's thinking, here it is. If you want to know what God thinks about money, how to manage it and have to have all that you want and need, right here. If you want to know what God thinks about marriage, if you want to know what God thinks, it's it's, it's all right here. So we, we have God's Word, but God's words aren't just something that God said, I'll tell you what, just write this and... I don't know, this will probably, they'll probably get a kick out of this, write this. No, God's words are based upon His thoughts, based upon His desires. I, 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 I struggle because it, it, it would maybe mean more to some people if we said His will. But it's... it's the will of God is the desires of God. Will, want. It's what God wants. And then when we say His actions, God's Word is based upon God's actions. I'm talking specifically about what God has done for you, what God has given to you. When I say His actions, I, I'm not talking about what He can or will do in the future. I'm talking about what He's already done. This is what the... You know, so much of the New Testament, especially the epistles, the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John tell us what Jesus did for us. The epistles tell us why he did it and what it means to us. See, we, we take for granted that righteousness by faith because Jesus bled to death on a cross. But if we just had the record of him bleeding death on the cross, we, apart from the Holy Spirit, we would never make the connection to what that now means about our existence and our new birth realities. 
So faith is, is supported and sustained by God's Word. God's Word is supported and sustained by God's thoughts, desires, and actions. God's thoughts, desires, and actions are supported and sustained by God's character, nature, and ability. God's character, nature, and ability are supported and sustained by who He is. God is love, He is holy, and it's impossible for Him to lie. And that's just scratching the surface, really. I mean, that's just kind of the three big ones. We could say a lot about who he is. Now, again, there's a lot here to wrap our hearts and minds around. So we're going to take some time. We're going to work with this. We're about out of time for this evening. We'll, we'll get back on it uh, next Wednesday, all right? But I want you to picture these as layered or stacked one on top of the other. Each new layer, watch this now, each new layer supported and sustained by the layers beneath You see, hope is not just supported and sustained by faith. It is supported and sustained by faith. But it's not just supported and sustained by faith, but by faith and every layer that supports and sustains faith. You know, we we read, you know, Abraham hoped against hope. It's like, and, and Shazam, look at what he received. And so it's very easy to stand up here and say, you just need to have more hope. You, 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 you need to expect more. Come expecting, expect, expect. All that's fine. But if, if we don't have the right kind of faith developed in our lives to support and sustain that hope, it, it, that hope ain't going to get us to, through whatever we, we've got to endure. And when, here's one of the biggest things the Holy Spirit wants me to tell you about enduring. Enduring is, you know, standing strong in joyful and confident expectation despite all the contradicting things that say it ain't happening, it ain't working, it ain't changing, it ain't ever going to happen, it ain't ever going to work, it ain't ever going to change. That's what you have to endure is, is, is the, you know, God said, I have made you the father of many nations. He didn't have a kid to his name at that point. He didn't say, I will make. He said, I have made you. And that was the word from God that, his, that supported the faith, that produced the hope, that enabled him to endure until he held that baby. Are you seeing this? But remember when God told him? Remember when he said? He said, I you, made you a father of many nations. Him and Sarah laughed. They staggered. New King James Version says they wavered. Why is that? Because there was nothing in their lives yet to support the ultimate fulfillment of that promise God made them. That had to be put in place. They had to find out a few things about who God is, His nature, His character, and His ability. Remember when they laughed? Remember what the angel of the Lord said when they laughed? You really laughing? Oh, no, I didn't laugh. Yes, you did laugh. Why would you laugh? You don't know his nature, character, and ability. You would never laugh if you knew anything about his nature, character, and ability. They laugh because they didn't know the nature and the character and the ability of God. But by giving glory to God, guess what? They, just, they, they learned some things about that. What did the angel of the Lord say to him? Is there anything too hard for the Lord? When he tells you you're going, he made you the father of many nations, you just you know, start painting the nursery, dude. 
Hope is not just supported and sustained by faith, but by faith in every layer that supports and sustains faith. Every layer is ultimately supported and sustained by God. It all comes back to Him. It, it's, it, he's, he is the basis of all of this. Who He is supports His nature, character, and ability. His nature, character, and ability supports His thoughts, desires, and actions. His thoughts, desires, and actions are behind every word He's ever spoken to you about what He thinks, about who you are to Him, about His desires for you, about what He's done for you. And then you believing what He says about those things. Are you following me? That supports the faith, that supports the hope, that supports the endurance that receives the inheritance. I'll finish here. Doubt means to be in strife with oneself. To be, a, to be in lots of, listen, there's lots of ways to define faith, and, and, and right, accurate ways, okay? As important as now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That's not the only way to, to, to define hope. We see it defined with, uh, in, in Abraham's situation as being fully persuaded. That's another uh, great way uh, uh, to define it. Um, up until two Wednesdays ago, I defined faith as um, your ability, uh, your response to who God is and to what God has said and to what God has done. Brother Don offered me a, a modification of that. It's divine ability to respond. Faith is something we get from God. God gives to every man the measure of faith. It's a divine ability to respond. And just because you have that divine ability doesn't mean you respond to Him. But we have that ability, thanks to God, and we have a better way of saying it now, thanks to the Holy Spirit revealing that to Brother Donald. So there's lots of ways to define faith, and there's lots of ways to define doubt. One of my favorites, though, is to be in strife with oneself. To be in strife. What does that mean? You're arguing with yourself. Part of you says, let's go for God. Let's, let's, let's give it everything we got. Let's be here every time the doors are open. Let's be tithers. Let's, let's go all in for God. Let's, you know. And then part of you is like, man, what in the world will happen? You'd strife with yourself. You need to put an end to that strife, to hesitate, and ultimately to waver. And the Bible's very clear about it. Aren't you glad God is clear with us? He says, do not let that man suppose he will receive anything from the Lord. We'll talk about supposition in the days ahead. So if faith is supported and sustained by God's word, if faith is supported and sustained by God's word, what if you question God's word? Stand with me tonight. Do you see that? In other words, faith, your faith is only as strong as your belief in God's word. Do you, are you seeing this? You, you cannot be a man or woman of great faith if you question what God says in His Word. Well, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a man of faith. I don't have much for the Bible, but I'm, I'm a man of faith. No, you're not. No, you're not. Because, again, precision here, talking about the dynamic and interactive system of faith, hope, and love, we're talking about one thing supported by another. And so, you know, we've got hope up here sustaining the endurance. We've got faith towards the middle sustained by the Word of God. But when we get back to um, it all, God bearing the weight and sustaining the whole uh, stack, remember who He is? He's love. Love, 
fake hope. Right, right through that whole. Amen. Father, thank you for helping us, Lord. Thank you for revealing these things to us. Father, thank you for showing us, Lord, where um, we may need some shoring up and some greater precision. Um, where this uh, foundational system is concerned in our lives. And Lord, I know that it's your desire for every person in this room to hold in their possessions, to experience in their bodies, in their bank accounts, in their, in their families, Lord, um, what it means to inherit, to hold in our physical possession everything that you've done for us, everything that you've given to us. Lord, may, uh, may every word, not a single word, uh, fail to come to pass, but every word you've spoken concerning us come to pass, and we declare it and believe for it, Jesus. Thank you for the remainder of the week ahead. Thank you for the divine appointments that you have prepared for us. Help us, Father, be uh, aware. You said to lift up our eyes and look and see. Father, people all around us who, who need you, who need your help, who need, uh, Lord, what, you're, what you've given to us, a treasure in our earthen vessels. Help us to be sensitive uh, to the leading of your Holy Spirit and aware of those around us that we have uh, things to give to. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for being here tonight. Um, know that you're loved. Uh, we'll see you on a Sunday morning, if not before. Good things coming.